اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ and welcome back to living the quran through the living quran we've been going over chapter number 53 surah an-najm the chapter of the star and in our previous discussion as you'll recall when we looked at the section of verses that talked about the major signs god alluded to the mi'raj the night ascension of the prophet and uh, a brief expose of the experience that he had on that beautiful journey We also looked at some of the qualities of the messenger of God and the fact that he is infallible that he is masum in many aspects of his life. In today's discussion we look at part number 5 under the theme of the idols and we want to review verses number 19 through to 22. And as we'll see in this discussion God talks about the idols that people used to worship. And obviously keep in mind that God is not just mentioning these idols but he wants to stir in the thoughts of the uh the recipients of the Quran the listeners whether at the time of the prophet or up until today the fact that God uh compared to the idols obviously the idols pale in comparison to what God can do the idols obviously are just uh statues who have no power or ability of their own but god as he has shown us in the previous verses is able to bring the prophet up to the greatest of levels not only in terms of his existence on earth and the training and teaching which the uh, which god gave him but also take the prophet to the highest levels on the miraj on the night journey now before we go into the very brief commentary for today as authored by sheikh mohsen qiraati in his tafsir an-nur Let us listen to the Arabic of these four verses and their English translation and then we'll come back and do a brief review and an analysis of the commentary. Allah says the following statement. Have you considered Allat and Al-Uzza and Manat, the third one, the other? Are you to have the males and he has the females? What a bizarre distribution. What comparison can ever be drawn between God, the one who is so powerful that he is able to take the human being to the pinnacles of the heavens and show him of his greatest signs and the stone idols who have absolutely no powers whatsoever it should be noted that in the quran there are nine different idols whose names have been explicitly mentioned so for example in this chapter of the quran surah an-najm in the verses that we are reviewing in verse number 19 and 20 god speaks about lat uzza and manat as he said afara'itum lata wal uzza وَمَنَاتَ ثَالِثَةَ الْأُخْرَى Looking further in the Quran, if we look at chapter number 37, Surah Al-Safat, verse 123, God refers to an idol whose name is Baal. And the verse says, أَتَدَعُونَ بَعْلًا وَتَذَرُونَ أَحْسَنَ الْخَالِكِينَ What do you call upon Baal and forsake the best of the creators? And lastly there is a verse in chapter number 71 surah an-nuh named after prophet noah peace be upon him verse number 23 in which god mentions five idols that used to be worshiped at the time of prophet noah 
And obviously he mentions them because of the fact that the people of Prophet Noah's time who disregarded his message and his mission, they were encouraging their fellow citizens to not leave the idols and worship the one God, Allah. And so in that context, we see these five idols named Wudda, Su'a', Ya'uka, Yagutha, and Nasra. And so the verse reads, وَقَالُوا لَا تَذُرُنَّ آلِهَتَكُمْ وَلَا تَذُرُنَّ وَدًّا وَلَا سُعَاءً وَلَا يَغُوثًا وَيَعُوكًا وَنَسْرًا And they say, By no means leave your gods, nor leave Wadda, nor Su'a, nor Yaguth, nor Ya'uk, Wanasra. Now let us conclude this very brief commentary and review with a few of the takeaway messages to help us better understand and appreciate uh, these verses that God has revealed in Surah Najm. One of the things which is a very practical application that we can take away from this chapter and these verses is that those who are propagators and educators of the faith within the society, that they must be aware of those things within society which are causing people to deviate and go astray. So as we see in this in this passage that the Prophet was being uh, told about the idols that the people used to worship and the names were even taken. And so what Sheikh Mohsin Karaati wants us to understand is that if you are working in the community, in the society, as a teacher, as an educator, as a propagator, you need to know the good and the bad of the society. It's not enough to, for example, say that a certain video game is detrimental because you read about it or you heard about it. No, you need to be aware of what is happening in the society. And that way you can comment and critique on those things and help guide people who are uh, perhaps deviating or going away from the right path. Point number two is that when it comes to reformation, especially of a society, that one must start with going to the sources of corruption. And as an example, when it comes to destroying false idols, one must start by attacking and destroying the biggest idol, first and foremost. And God says in the Quran, for example, فَقَاتِلُوا أَئِمَّةَ الْكُفْرِ This is found in Surah number 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 12, where God says, So then fight against the leaders of unbelief. That if, as a reformist, uh, one who's trying to reform society, if you can go and begin to attack their false idols, especially the biggest of idols, the one that is the most important in a society, if you can destroy that one, then it would be a domino effect that all of the smaller idols and other things that are worshipped in falsehood, that they will fall one after the other. And the third and final point which we derive, that Sheikh Mohsin Karati has derived from this passage, is that discriminating between daughters and sons is actually a form of injustice. That this was something done by the Arabs when, for example, they would attribute the angels to be daughters of God while they wanted sons for themselves. And this carried on further when they used to kill their daughters alive. We conclude and we ask God to give us the ability to continue to read and reflect and to understand the content of Surah Najm and all of the chapters of the Quran. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.